Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. We're all about connecting with other creative entrepreneurs and having real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Join us as we converse with small business owners and learn their best tips and tricks on how they got to where they are today. We're here to tell you it's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast. This is Diana, and my co-host Joyce and I are so thankful for all of you for tuning in each week. It seriously makes our day that someone out there is enjoying our content and relating to what we're saying. If you're one of those awesome people, we'd love it if you could take a screenshot of you listening to the Modern Creative Podcast and share it with your friends. A simple tag on stories seriously means the world to us. Also, if you haven't yet, please subscribe and leave us a quick review. We love hearing from our listeners, and we would love to connect with you. So moving on to today's show, we'll be talking all about being yourself. Social media and business is a tricky thing. It's tempting to create a beautiful facade of a picture-perfect life, and the struggle is real if you're running a business on social media. Today, we'll be chatting with a girl who breaks all the rules and is unapologetically herself on and offline. She's not only talented, but also real and funny as heck. I hope you enjoy this episode and also be inspired to get real. Okay, guys, just a heads up before I even tell you who our guest is, we are marking this episode as explicit. There might be F-bombs dropped, so (laughs) if you are not okay with that, that is more than okay. Um, Maybe you just want to skip this episode, or maybe just make sure the kiddos aren't listening. Hide your Uh, kids. I know, hide your kids, tell your neighbors, hide your kids. But obviously, we'd love for you to stay on because we are chatting with a really cool guest today. So let me introduce you to her. Sheena is the whiskey-loving, curse-word-slinging, Harvard-trained former corporate attorney who left everything behind to find her passion. And that passion turned out to be modern calligraphy. So Sheena, welcome. We're so fucking happy for you to be here. Like, let me just throw it out there. If you guys don't know, like, Sheena is a calligrapher at Crooked Calligraphy, so what I just said is nothing compared to what she says. Oh, yeah, totally. My very first Instagram post was a, aw, fuck it. So I just let, led right out of the gate with what I was going to be all about. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me on. I'm already, We're like, so excited. a huge fan of your podcast, so... Well, we're like huge fans of you and you and like <laughs> you and Diana know each other like you've met up in person and you know each other but I followed you for a long time because I was like right out the gate exactly what you said like she is real I curse like a sailor in my real life I'm using like air quotes you guys can't see in my real life like legit sometimes my boyfriend has to be like God, not in front of the dogs. <laughs> like, not in front of B. Like, what the hell? Um, so, But I don't letter it. I, I did one time, and I got, like, I got hate. So we'll talk about that later. Mm. But um, I try to, like, not on Instagram lives and Facebook groups. So I kind of censor my, myself. So, yeah, it's now I'm sad when I, when I say that out loud. But even like, beyond, like, I'm cursing, sad. I feel like you guys are really similar. Like, I've told both Joyce and Sheena, like, oh, you guys have to meet each other because you guys are both really smart. Like, not the typical creative right brain creative, but, like, a logical, smart. Not that you can't be creative and smart, obviously. But, you know, more <laughs> com- comes from, like, a more, you know, educational background in that area. So I think you guys will will just get along. Well, oh, yeah. we have to make it happen. But I would love to hear how Crooked like came to be. And right off the bat, you set the mood, right? But like, mm-hmm. where did that come from? How did you go from 
how did you go from, you know, attorney to calligrapher who is like writing all the curse words that I love so much? <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to tell you about it. And Diana, you're totally, um, I hear what you're saying about the whole like left brain thing. Cause that is totally how I lived like most of my life. Um, I like did the whole school, like straight A's, very just education focused, um, nothing too creative focused. I, you know, went to law school for the same reason that a lot of people go to law school. It seemed like a safe, stable, secure thing to do. It was prestigious. You know, I thought I could sort of make a good living for myself. Mm -hmm. um, worked in corporate law in New York and LA for six years and was very good at it, you know, because I do have that sort of left brain thing going on. But my creativity during that time was just like totally pushed aside. And I would do occasional things here and there, like little DIY things or, you know, decorating my apartment. But I just finally reached a point where, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, where it just, I felt like there had to be more to life um, than just doing this job that was taking up I mean, it was 12 hours a day craziness, um, mm -hmm. but it wasn't fulfilling. So I finally worked up the courage and it took a while um, to sort of take some time off and then finally quit. And I just started exploring things and I explored for a little while and I took a calligraphy workshop, um, just like a three hour beginner in-person workshop mm -hmm. and it just clicked and I loved it I and love I it. practiced every day afterwards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's kind of how I found calligraphy myself. I was like, there's got to be something more to being in this like bro industry. I was in tech and yeah. advertising, so mm -hmm. totally like uh, like a fraternity. But I that's how I found calligraphy too. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, calligraphy I loved because it was a marriage of creativity and practicality. You mm -hmm. know, it, there's some strict bounds to it like your stuff has to be legible at the end of the day mm -hmm. um, and you can use it to make really practical stuff that you can give to people or you can use um, but when I started the my calligraphy business I actually started making greeting cards that was sort of mm -hmm. my first foray um, not because I wanted to be like a greeting card maker for life but because it was sort of an easy way to to get started and do things on my own and sort of put my foot in the door but totally. I also I, maybe because of the way that I came into it, like I didn't have an artist background and I was at that point in my life kind of like, Ugh, you know, fuck it. I just, I need to find something else. I need to find my true self. Like maybe yeah, I yeah. think that's where I was coming from. So like the curse words and plus calligraphy was like, huh, I think, I think I like that combo. And so that's how I sort of started off right out of the gate and people seem to like it. So. I I love that. I mean, I'm one of those people that loves it, right? I I said I was like a longtime follower. Um, so Sheena, you mentioned you know you're like there's there has to be more to life, and then calligraphy is what clicked for you. Um, and off the bat, you're going with all the all the curse words, which I love so much. Mm -hmm. You know, what has been the feedback from those um, that you work with? You started with greeting cards, you've pivoted, now you have a course, now you teach, um, now you work with brands. So mm -hmm. like, what has there been any feedback from those brands like Nordstrom or Disney? And what have they said about your work? Yeah, no, I that was definitely a concern when I was first starting out when I was first branding myself even choosing a name. Um, crooked calligraphy felt really 
um, approachable and like cool to me as a greeting card line. But, you know, as far as approaching big brands and sort of more serious clients, I was like, is that gonna sound weird? Is that gonna sound like I'm not professional? I actually, for a little while in the beginning, had a separate like Sheena Chang calligraphy and Ooh. Sheena Chang Instagram account and I a separate no web page. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially I was in the beginning, I was thinking, okay, calligraphy, I'm gonna do calligraphy. What do calligraphers do? Wedding stuff, events, like that's kind of all I knew. And I thought, mm, maybe for that, I will create a separate brand um, that's a little more toned down. And, you know, to be honest, I used that brand maybe a couple times and then it fell by the wayside because that wasn't like what I really wanted to do. The stuff that was really sort of getting me inspired and um, fun, that was the Mm -hmm. crooked side. And it actually, (laughs) I mean, I can't tell you if there's anybody who's sort of looked at my website and Instagram and been like, nah, we don't, that's not for us. I mean, but um, I don't think that it's deterred. Um, no, any brands I mean, from working with, with me. Brands. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's been, I did a, uh, I taught a calligraphy workshop at a school um, and then they wanted to use some of my materials to sort of teach in their classrooms to the, to the kids, which was really awesome. Well, They're teaching like cursive <laughs> to the kids. So for that, they wanted me to take out the crooked calligraphy yeah. and put in Chita Chang. I'm like, okay, I understand. You don't want your yeah. like six-year-olds looking up yeah, crooked yeah, calligraphy yeah. and finding my Instagram. But other than that, it's been surprisingly not even an issue. That's yeah. amazing. Has anyone ever on the flip side, like a brand reached out to you because you were using explicit words? Not brands specifically. So not as directly as that, but I can definitely say that brands have found me because I had such an authentic and unique voice. So, um, I have definitely, I mean, people tell me all the time on Instagram that they love the cursing and calligraphy, that that's what, what drew them. Um, I definitely feel like I have collected a more targeted, like they're, they're my people, the people that follow me, like, you know, they you love the curse fans. words. Yeah. You know I mean, like, th- there's a difference between like followers and fans. Yes. And you have fans. Yeah, I think so. And those are the people who have purchased my, purchased my first online course and then purchased my second online course and like come to my workshops. And those are the repeat, those are the people that you want to attract. Totally, um, completely agree. So um, the brands have not specifically come to me because of the sort of crooked voice, but they have found me because I've presented myself that way and people were attracted to it. So one of the first things I did with my business was um, get a, a booth or a little table at the Unique LA show. It's just like a curated pop-up market that happens two or three times a year. Um, and I sold my greeting cards and my greeting cards have like shit you're old and like i'm happy (laughs) as fuck that you were born and just you know curse words all over the place and people love it they were coming by and just like oh this is unexpected and kind of cool and funny and um that's where i got a lot of my initial sort of word of mouth was people would come by and like oh the curse words are sort of attracting my attention but now i see that you're doing like pretty cool calligraphy and you teach and Mm -hmm. you offer all these other services so definitely I would say all of my business has come from my unique voice and me pushing that. Yeah. And it comes from like really owning who you are, right? So it comes from you being really comfortable and really like 100% 
real and being okay with any kind of like backlash that yeah. might come your way and not like okay like yeah bring on all the hate but like <laughs> if it if it happens like you're okay with it or you know how to deal with it because you're right. already comfortable and secure with your brand yourself your business you you have to i don't think you can fake this um, yeah. It's not something that you can sort of take on this persona and then every day, day in, day out at every show, have that voice and not sound fake. So you do have to choose something that it does actually get you excited and something that does feel true to you. Otherwise, you're not going to you're not going to last. Totally. And I have, you know, I, for the for the most part, and I'm really, really grateful for this. I mean, nothing but support, nothing but fans, like really awesome feedback. Um, I have had a few just comments here and there on Instagram or Facebook or like an email of just people saying, you know, I don't appreciate the cursing or I'm unfollowing you because of the cursing. Um, I've only had one sort of really negative, which was um, a guy who sort of was commenting repeatedly on my Facebook page like like spam almost yeah like he wouldn't let it go you know it was like really getting to him stuff like was he a calligrapher I don't know but he was saying stuff like you're such a talented calligrapher too bad you're in the toilet with these curse words (laughs) like you know choice comments like that um and I eventually just blocked him because that was uh the best decision for my own peace of mind and you know for my page so people don't have to see that um but aside from that it's been overwhelmingly positive and even when I do get the occasional negative comment on Instagram people Mm -hmm. come to my defense and they say like hey this is what she's about or like you don't need to be here if you don't you know Mm -hmm. just unfollow if you don't like what you're seeing it's been pretty amazing I think that that is amazing. You have this like base of fans that are ready, right? They're like, Mm -hmm. they're ready to be like, don't fuck with her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't like just you can just leave if it's not your thing. And I was wondering, I want, we, you know, Diana and I wanted to ask, like, how do you deal with that backlash? Um, And it sounds like you just kind of like move on from it, like, don't give it any attention. Yeah. And that does have to come from a sense of, I have to, I want to, and I feel right about doing what I'm going to do. Um, And I'm not going to be swayed so much by trends or what people think or what people want from you. Um, And that's a hard thing to do. I mean, especially on social media, especially on Instagram when you're first starting out and you see so many inspirational and whatever people with tons of followers around you that you just want to imitate. But, I think um, you are still inspirational, Sheena. Oh, yes. <laughs> maybe you. it's not. Maybe it's not in. Oh, I'm using air quotes. Why do I use air quotes so much on a podcast? But <laughs> and I, I don't even do this in real life. It's like an episode of Friends over here where I'm like air quotes. Um, but um, it, you, you know, it's just not traditional. That's where I use the air quotes, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey, you can do it. Yeah, like it's like. Fuck <laughs> fuck yeah, you can do it. Yes. (laughs) And And that speaks to some people. Yeah. And actually, I think that's an important distinction. I'm, I also, I mean, I have the curse words out there, but I'm not throwing out curse words just to throw out curse words, just to get a rise out of people. Mm -hmm. Um, all underlying it is this is, I think it's my why. I think it's my purpose Mm -hmm. underneath it all is to encourage people, but in a realistic way, Mm -hmm. like not a fluffy sort of airy way but a like 
hey, stuff we is only shit like sometimes. Fluffy on dogs. <laughs> or not fluffy on dogs, just all dogs good. But um <laughs> Dog good. Yeah. Dog good. This dog, interview, fucking good. This podcast <laughs> This podcast episode is gonna be dog fucking good. And like let's just see what happens. Let's see who downloads it. Yeah. But I mean that's I mean the dog thing is just a perfect example. I mean it doesn't it doesn't have to be curse words, it doesn't have to be whiskey, it can be I mean, um Joyce, I know you love tacos. That's amazing. That's just a point of connection with people. And dogs connect us all, right? So can you imagine yeah. how many other people have dogs out there and are like, oh, I can picture a little bit more of her life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I found that moments like that are what connect me most to my audience and what get me like the most, what I get the most positive feedback and just actual messages coming in from. So, you know, so on top of the, the sort of curse words and you know, my feed, I think everyone, Instagram is an aspirational place, right? Um, everybody's feeds are curated and they're pretty. And, but in stories, you can be a little bit more yourself. Um, and, yeah. you know, this is, a, this is about being like uh, unapologetically you. I was, you know, scared in the beginning too. I'm not saying I came out of the gate like 100% confident <laughs> and like everybody get the fuck out of my way. Like... <laughs> I had to kind I'm of here. Get the fuck out yeah. of the way. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't I had like to that. go okay. in state. Yeah, I had to go in stages. So I, in the beginning, I started my Instagram account with uh, my logo as my profile picture because I was mm. like, eh, I don't know if I want to show my face. I don't know how people are going to take this like petite Asian girl cursing. <laughs> you know, um, I think with my logo up there, people maybe could fill in me more with what they thought. You know, with their mm. preconceived notions. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and I did switch over eventually to my face followers kind of dropped off a little bit and slowed for a while. And I think that's a natural mm -hmm. thing, right? When you're suddenly mm -hmm. showing up in people's feeds as something totally different. But then, and I was kind of bummed by that for a little while, but I decided to just address that like out in the open in my feed. And I just posted my profile photo on my feed and, and told people like, hey, this is me. I know like some people are going to be disappointed that I'm not like a dude swearing, but I'm uh, this Asian chick and here's a little bit of my backstory and this is why I curse and I hope you're all right with that. And I got so many messages of support, like people really connected with that. Yeah, I don't think it's the cursing alone that people are connected to. It's your story and it's your personality, like you're a 3D real human and mm -hmm. not just a logo. So I think that's that's what everyone wants to get to know, you know? Yeah, and actually, um, that brings to mind one of the most, um, the, the instances of like real connection that I remember on Instagram is when, so I, I work out of a, I call it a studio. It's the second bedroom of my condo that I live in. It's a same girl, same. Yeah. That's I mean, where I am right now. And I, when I, when I first started, I was like, oh yeah, my, my studio and I'm, I'm so professional and official and I have like, and after a while, it's just like, hey, this is my second bedroom of my condo. And I even, it was kind of scary at first, but I even sort of like went and walked from my second bedroom just across the hall um, into the like main bedroom. And I just showed people how we had two beds stuffed in there. Um, I live with my boyfriend and his 10-year-old daughter is with us every other week. Her bed has a big pink gauzy canopy over it with like I, fairy lights. I love her. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then our bed is right next to it and it's kind of crowded in there and we both sleep in there and we do that so that I can have 
this second bedroom to use as my studio. Um, and I just told people that and people, I mean, the response was just like, thank you so much for showing that like everybody starts somewhere and you don't have to like shell out thousands of dollars a month to rent a studio when you're first starting, like just work with what you got and be honest about it. And people will receive it better than you think. I mean, I know the, the inclination is to think like, ah, oh, people are going to think I'm a fraud or that I'm not really professional or that I'm not really doing it. If people are paying you for your calligraphy and your services, you're a professional calligrapher. So do it the way that works for you. And then you grow from there. And I think people really resonate with that honesty. That was so hashtag inspirational. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag hashtag inspirational. Yeah. No, but seriously, (laughs) that's actually the first thing that I, I don't know how I'm trying to think. No, it was through Nicole, Nicole Miyuki that Mm -hmm. connected us. Yeah. And one of the first thing that I saw was your studio tour, because I love to see where people work in the spaces that they work. Mm-hmm. And I think you first shared your studio, like your office, and you kind of shared like how you organize things and whatever. And then you're like, oh, by the way, let me show you what's across my studio. Mm-hmm. And then you showed the bedroom. And in that moment, I was like, follow, done, love her. <laughs> like, just so awesome. And I love that, you know, because everybody is only imagining each other based on what we're sharing. And we're only sharing a highlight reel. And I love that you it's both, you know, if this is your highlight moment of your life, you know, or of your job, your office is beautiful, and it's so well organized, and you're killing it, you know, but it's like, but the reality is, you also have to make sacrifices. And this is what the sacrifices look like. I Mm -hmm. think that's just like, that's more inspirational to me than just seeing the beautiful studio alone. Yeah, thank you for that. No, that's, that's really true. Yeah, I think people just want to know more about I don't know us oh god with the freaking air quotes again but like <laughs> people just want to know about those that they follow and that they find inspirational maybe it's because you're they like your artwork or maybe it's because they hope to have a business like yours one day whatever it is and then when you inject a little bit of personality into that um that could be like sharing more about your daily life or getting real or whatnot people appreciate that it's not like they're gonna be like oh no she doesn't have an own, her own studio i thought sheena was legit she's not i'm not gonna follow her you know i <laughs> yeah, really love that, that? <laughs> i don't know but like that you know for those i guess creative business owners out there that are mm-hmm. that may be feeling like that we're like oh I feel a little bit like a fraud because, you know, I don't have this or I don't have that and I think everyone else has it. Like, that's not true. Just like Sheena said, you're getting paid for your service, your business. Make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and not to mention, it's not only what people like to see, but it differentiates you. If you're not showing mm-hmm. any of that behind the scenes or any of your personality, I mean, if you're trying to be a, a calligrapher, for example, or a watercolor artist or an event planner and your product and your services just kind of look like everyone else's because I mean it takes a while to develop a calligraphy style and you a lot of people curate their photos in the exact same way like what's gonna make you stand out and make people choose you Mm -hmm. over the next person over I think that people want to see more than just pretty photos I think that you're right people want to see something of a story underneath it and yeah those are the the posts and the messages that resonate most with my audiences when I share a little bit of my backstory and it can be a tiny thing like 
um, what my hands used to look like when I was a lawyer, working as a lawyer versus now, like they used to be <laughs> covered, like jewelry and just manicured and nice. And now they're just covered with ink and it's, you know, <laughs> but beautiful mess. yes. And that's like the sort of small little thing that people can see themselves connecting with. Like I have hands <laughs> look different <laughs> when I do different things. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So I have a question, a real serious question. Mm -hmm. What's up with the fruit? <laughs> okay, because I love the squishy calligraphy so much. And I'm like, wait, who in the world looks at a piece of toast and say, you know what, I'm gonna letter on that. Like, I need to know where this comes from, because it gives me life. It gives yeah. Me life. Yeah. I, honestly, I, it looked fun. <laughs> It looked fun, so I just, yeah, like, well, I, I was looking at an orange on my counter one day. I'm like, I wonder if I could do pointed pen calligraphy on that orange peel. Oh, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And then, like, just share it. And it doesn't, I guess that's maybe another thing is I've been trying to remind myself that, especially on Instagram, it's not just about showing your, like, polished final product and selling things all the time. You know, mm -hmm. it can, like I'm trying to keep the fun in it. That's what gets me to actually get up and post on Instagram. You know, when I when I want to post, it doesn't so it doesn't become like a chore. Um, and so that my feed doesn't become like a just it doesn't feel like I tried so hard, you know, to to make this thing. It, if I inject fun into it and I inject, inject sort of unexpected things, um, that just makes it more fun. And I have created my brand and I've been sort of honest with my audience and I've done this enough in my feed that it's not like crazy out of the blue for mm -hmm. me to do that. So I can play around a little bit and it's expected and mm -hmm. it's appreciated. I feel like it's so funny because for you, it was probably just like, hey, there's an orange. Let's see if I can do something with it. Grabs <laughs> the orange calligraphies on it, posts this on Instagram. And the people are like, whoa, what does this mean? Like what? <laughs> you know, like me, I was like, whoa, like, I don't know why, but my mind is blown, and I don't know why my mind is blown with calligraphy <laughs> on orange, but I must know the backstory. And you're just like, I was just trying to have fun. And I love that, because that does say something about you beyond the orange, you know? Yeah. Does it make sense? <laughs> I, well, and who, and who knows? It might lead to something. I don't know. There might be like a fruit calligraphy movement, or like Ooh. a brand might want to do, who knows, right? But that that's not amazing. the, that's not the, what I had in mind when I started things. But yeah. the point is that not everything has to be be strategic yeah some of it can just be like spontaneous fun totally but also if the people from like chiquita banana mm. are listening sheena <laughs> sheena is here for you or cuties <laughs> dole pineapples i don't know how the hell you're gonna write on a pineapple oh, but ah, she can figure yeah. it out interesting so challenge there yeah pineapple <laughs> there you go so okay so even the whole like lettering on fruits thing it shows me, I know it's like such a silly thing, but it also shows me that like you're really not afraid to be different and do whatever it is that is on your mind. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Sheena, like where do you think that, I don't know if you would label it as confidence, but other people would label that as confidence. Like where do you think that confidence or that DGAF spirit come from? <laughs> she doesn't want to say um... it, Sheena, but you can say it. You don't have to use acronyms. Diana wants to use acronyms though. Wait, I don't actually even know what DGAF means. I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Oh, don't die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm, maybe it's because I don't use acronyms that they don't know. <laughs> that I don't know what oh those gosh, mean. Oh gosh, I'm the youngest one here. Um, so 
No, you're um, not the young. You are the youngest one, but also you're the one that doesn't curse as much as me and Sheena. That's why. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Sheena. Um, yeah, it's you know what? It's definitely confidence. Um, and my confidence has definitely grown um, over the three years that I've had crooked calligraphy. Um, so I didn't start out, you know, writing on fruit. Um, that kind of silliness has, <laughs> has sort of crept in, has sort of crept in throughout. Um, but I think the confidence came from just like in the beginning, I just started and I didn't know who was going to be watching. You know, like I, I sort of, I started small and I just like, okay, well, well let's see, let's see what happens. Um, and calligraphy was actually not the first creative thing that I tried. Um, after I quit law, I took a year just to rest and play and try different mm. stuff and take workshops. Um, and I actually have been a knitter for my whole life. My grandma taught me. So my first um, Etsy shop that I opened in business was a knitting Wow. Like Etsy shop and I sort of would knit things and create patterns and awesome. and I even um had like sort of a loosely attached blog where I would write recipes. I mean <laughs> all this to say like I mean none of that sort of ended up panning out, but it was I think crucial for mm. me finding what I really wanted to do and finding what felt really authentic. Um, and by authentic, I mean, I know that's kind of a nebulous word, but it just felt like, okay, that feels good. And tomorrow mm. I want to get up and I'm excited to do that again. Yeah. And the next day and the next day and the next day. Um, and that's sort of what kept me going with, you know, my, with crooked calligraphy. So some of the confidence came from just, okay, I'm just going to give it a try and I don't know what's going to happen. Some of it came from, I, you know, asked close friends and family like, hey, I'm thinking about doing greeting cards with like curse words on them in calligraphy and people were like yeah looks awesome to me I would buy that so you can definitely sort of <laughs> ask you know those people are going to be your very first customers yeah right yeah. are like the friends friends of friends your family um yeah. so yeah you can definitely build confidence that way yeah. um but I guess what I'm saying is you don't have to come right out of the gate in the beginning with this fully formed like totally you know, full of bravado, personality and brand, totally polished up, like you can start small um, mm -hmm. and you can start, yeah, gen with general calligraphy stuff and then just inject, start injecting in a photo of yourself with a little, with some tidbits about you. Start like connecting with people about really small things like if you're a coffee fanatic or if you have like a pet bird and you're really into that or you know just like little things about your life wait wait i want to know if we have a listener that has a pet bird and is like really into it like message us please i, I do want to know i'm curious i have a i have a friend with a gray parrot and he's he's pretty hilarious that's so awesome. yeah i mean that but that could be a very like um strong point of connection with some mm -hmm. people right oh, so yeah. i just kept putting it out there yeah i guess i started and i just kept putting it out there and it worked yeah. Um, so you are speaking from the point of view of like, you're doing well, you have a good following, you have fans and people who now expect this of you. But what about for people who are, let's say, has the perfect picture or perfect picture, picture perfect uh, brand images on their feed, right? Mm -hmm. And all of that stuff. And they're like, Oh, I really do want to share about my bird, though. Like, yeah, what would you say to them? How do they push past that? Like, what is the first small step for the person who is nervous about being unique or personalized or a little different? Um, well, I would say take small steps. 
Um, like don't come right out of the gate with all of a sudden a, a huge shift in tone. But if you do have um, a very beautiful styled photo and you just sort of sneak into the caption, something about your bird or whatever else thing Smart. that you're really loving. Um, and then maybe like next you can uh, do calligraphy about something that's not, oh. you know, or a, a painting or whatever. Um, and then, but it, the photo, the feel of it, and the composition matches, you know, the rest of your feed so that it still looks cohesive. Um, yes. And then, yeah, definitely get get your photo out there. I feel like that, as soon as people can connect to an actual human being with your brand, I feel like that gives them um, yet another reason to choose you over someone else. That's, that's completely anonymous. Um, yes. And then stories, as I mentioned before, stories is a great way, especially with that new question feature where people can ask you a question and it's just a natural way to answer what people are already wondering about, right? So you're not pushing it on people. It's just like, what are people asking about? Um, mm -hmm. Instagram Live or Facebook Live, that's another great way that people understand is more casual and off the cuff. You can just hop on there for a little bit, say like, hey, I just wanted to show you some behind the scenes of this or whatever. Um, and that's a great way to start sneaking that in. So it doesn't have to be a, a huge sudden shift that confuses people, but you can definitely start to inject more of your, your personality and quirks. I think that's a really practical and simple like step like start with your captions and then st and then add in like the calligraphy element and maybe letter your birthday yeah <laughs> who is this bird person i must find out now i feel like this is a real person we're talking about but um yeah i love that it's step by step sorry riley's right next to me scratching <laughs> herself so you could hear her tag collar thing but um yeah i really like that aspect so it's still like it's it's communicating right it's like if you're getting to know someone you slowly open yourself up and i feel like it's that same aspect like people know this side of you and now you want people to know this other side of you so mm -hmm. how do you go from point a to point b and or actually from point instead of going from point a to point z you can go from point a to b i guess mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to say so and I think it just comes down to like the reason why we're saying it's great to be authentic, it's great to share more about yourself is, um, you know, for that genuine connection. And when you do have a genuine connection, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but Sheena has followers and then Sheena has fans. And if you are a creative business, it's not like you go into this with, with this intention, right? Like for me, I don't go into this intention of sharing on my newsletters like, oh, I'm totally like obsessed with this Korean drama right now. Like I'm just trying <laughs> to feel out who on my email list is also obsessed with the same drama because I want to connect with them, right? But when you create this connection with your potential client or customer, like, they're going to pick you at the end of the day when yep. they need your services because people want to do business with those that they have a connection with and who they like and trust, right? So it's not yeah. just like, it. You, we're not sharing with the end goal of like, let me get that job, but we're sharing to have these connections. And then sometimes those connections can lead to cool things. Yeah. yeah. You guys, I'm not even kidding. Uh, a lot of my clientele, like my brides and grooms, they're interracial couples with dogs, like that's they, a yeah. lot of my bride and grooms and I'm like what like it's you know, like why does that happen you know <laughs> but it's because there's that personal aspect yeah they it, you know? like somehow identify with you and Pat and Riley you know so <laughs> I think that's yeah people 
people are attracted to others that are sort of like them. That's just sort mm -hmm. of like a natural human thing. Um, but the, also the benefit of that is those are a lot of times the people who you want to, who you would have fun working with. Totally. Um, I've had people drive like four hours to one of my workshops because they mm -hmm. looked up, you know, calligraphy workshops near them and mine says, hell yeah, on the front, you know, the, the workbook um, instead of just, you know, classic calligraphy. And they told me yours seemed the most fun. That um, is awesome. And in my workshops, I just tell people at the very beginning, like, hey, this is a little bit about me. And heads up, you all are going to be really crappy at first. And that's, <laughs> I, like, I don't say it in a mean way. I say it in a like, hey, like it, it's relatable. People like, oh, they laugh, they relax mm -hmm. and they're a little bit less hard on themselves. You know, so yeah. I just sort of like carry that through. And of course, in the beginning, when I first gave my cl first calligraphy workshop, I was like, oh, are people going to think I'm not legit? And oh, do I have to be like really sort of polished and professional and just real pretty? No, no. People just want to learn from a relatable person. Dude, okay, shout out to the person that drove four hours because <laughs> you live in LA. I know. Like four hours in SoCal is no joke. So shout out to that person. Yeah, I think yeah. they were coming from like Central California somewhere. Jeez. I was like, what? Well, thank you so much, Sheena, for sharing a little bit more about yourself, but also giving us so many tips on how to be authentic and, you know, why that's important uh, just to connect with your audience, but even how it could help a little bit in business. You just never know. We really appreciate you coming here and with your I don't give a fuck attitude, sharing <laughs> a little bit more about yourself. Um, we're definitely going to leave all of your information in the show notes. So if you guys want to connect with Sheena, see her oranges that Diana loves a lot. I like her. I'm more of the toast person, but I Diana like the likes her oranges. Oh, <laughs> bananas. If you want to see what the hell we're talking about, we're going to leave uh, Sheena's information in the show notes below. And, you know, in case you want to be like, hell yeah, I want to learn calligraphy from Sheena. Um, she also actually has online courses. So a new one just released. Modern Calligraphy 201. So Sheena has two calligraphy classes that are online. If you cannot make it to LA or, you know, I don't blame you. I, I don't think I could drive hours. Sorry, Sheena, love you, but no. So if you're not about that drive, um, she has online classes as well. We're going to leave all of that information in the show notes below. And thank you for listening.